You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowance and I'm joined uh, this morning by Ashley Priest. Ash, how are you, mate? All right, yeah. I've, I've seen Matt Kendrick's voice over then. I miss Matt's voice. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm well, mate. Good to see you. Lots of stuff happening in, in the last few days or so, the last week. We were going to try and do one of these on Monday, but you were off and, and Pat started late and I finished early. Yesterday, we got bogged down in lots of other things, including Derby County going after Conor Harahan, which I suppose is part of our housekeeping section for later. Um, but lots of, of Villa-related things happening, return to pre-season, a couple of players left, a couple of players on new contracts. Um, so let's talk about pre-season. First of all, I, will, I wanted to do this because like, Aston Villa's return to pre-season day one. It's now day three for the players because it's taken us a while to do this. Um what have you spotted in training so far? I know you've written a piece from, from some of the stuff that's been going on at Bodymore. Yeah, um, so it's a double session today. So it's a bit of a grueler at Bodymore at the moment. So they'll have one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Um, that was today. They're testing on Monday. We've seen that. And Diego Carlos, his first week as a Villa player, he's been in, in the building. Um, interesting that Villa have got a new player care manager, Phil Roscoe, mm-hmm. the signing from Liverpool in May. Um, so he looks after the players now, makes sure they're settling and... It's a really important part of integrating new signing, especially foreign players as well. So Phil was the first to greet uh, Diego uh, on Monday, coming out of his his cab. And then, um, yeah, Diego's got a translator walking around with him as well on site. Um, And obviously he's going to lean heavily on Douglas Louise, isn't he? So Douglas will have a big part to play in helping Diego Carlos settle. Yeah, um, as the pitchers in his Sevilla shirt... uh, those have seen them. He's a real source in here, Dan. Real unit. Uh, big powerhouse. Looks like a heavyweight boxer. So um, I think that physicality, I think Villa have lacked that. So he'll bring that presence as well. So really excited to see him on Saturday against Warsaw. Elsewhere, pre season, and he takes. You've got the young lads involved. Josh Feeney, he signed a new deal this week. Villa mm-hmm. think highly of him. Ben Krizen, he looks a bit real size now. He looks like he's filled out as well. And obviously, those who are watching along, I think. So I've been told as well. I think the left-back search is, is pretty much over now. I think, obviously, you've got Luca Dean, Ashley Young signed his new deal this week. And I think Ben Krizen could step up as, as third choice if needed. So so I think Villa are pretty settled on, 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 the, on the full-backs. Interesting what happens with Frederick Gilbert, Dan. Um, this mm. is, this is, um, he can make a first impression on Gerard. Obviously, he was loaned out last summer, so this will be the first chance Gerard will see Gilbert. Um so, yeah, it'd be Cash Gilbert and obviously Kane Kessler-Hayden, who's been around the first team this week as well. Big, big hopes for him. Um, trying to think now. Obviously, the, the group splits up, isn't it, Dan? Um, your McGinn's, your Martinez's, your Cash's, Kamara's. They'll all fly out to Australia tomorrow, nice and early. They'll settle in down under. And then the rest of them will play against Warsaw on Saturday and they'll fly out on Sunday. And it'll, the two-week camp will officially start on Monday. I think that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't realise that. I don't know whether that had been been noted down anywhere before and I just ignored it but you'd assume the players that are coming back to training late that had internationals like Cash, McGinn, Martinez that they would go to Australia after the others because of you know coming back later but they're the ones going first presumably to kind of get settled into the yes. time zone and stuff like that yep. rather if they, if they popped up to Australia next Wednesday or Thursday when you're going which we'll talk about later 
made it kind of they struggle to, to settle in. So yeah, interesting to know that the guys that aren't at Bodymore yet will be going to Australia before the rest of the squad and then they'll yeah. all meet up from from Monday, I guess it'll be by the time that, that long flight's over on, on Sunday. Right. Yeah, interesting. First game obviously Warsaw then on Saturday, one o'clock. You assume again, much like every every preseason for every club, there'll be split squads in that either, you know, forty five minutes for, for two different elevens or, or obviously massive rotation with, with lots of youth players in there. Yeah. What kind of starting eleven do you think is available knowing off the players that are there and, and fit and ready? I had a look at the last last year's report. Um Wendy had a, had a stormer. Seriously for Watkins. So yeah, I think I noted it down yesterday. I'll try and read it off the cuff. It, I think Sinny Sallow, New Deal today. I think he'll start in goal. You've got options at right back, Gilbert or Kane Kessler Hayden. They'll probably have a half each. Centre back mm-hmm. options, you've got Diego Carlos, he'll play Saturday, so a good chance for Villa fans to see him. Tyra Mings is available, Callum Chambers is available. But obviously disappointing news regarding Courtney Horstan. I think he'll be out for yeah. four weeks now. Knee operation. He joins Esri Contra on the sideline. So Villa feel a bit short at centre back at the moment. But um those two horse, uh, horse and Conta should be back uh, in August. So we'll see with that one. Whether Villa go out and get another centre back, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Left back options for Warsaw, you've got Ashley Young and Ben Crescent. Uh, midfielders, central midfielders, Marvellous Nakamba, he'll play. Who else will play? Douglas Louise will play. Oh, me out, Dan. I, I pinged him this yesterday. <laughs> Sanson, of course. Morgan Sanson, I mean, the forgotten sums man. Really, sums up his career, doesn't it, that we can't even remember him when doing a prediction. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm expecting big things of Sanson. I'm, I, really hope he, I really hope he cracks it, but um, I've been saying that for so long now, so. We'll see what happens with him, whether Gerard has another, gives him another go or not. I don't know what fans think of Sanson. We haven't seen much of him, have we, mate? So, but yeah, he'll play Saturday. Uh, elsewhere, Tommy O'Reilly, little Phil Foden, his nickname. Mm. I think he'll, he'll feature. Really good, yeah. tidy player, him. Um, Bogard, he signed a new deal last week as well. Interesting one, Dan, for me. Finn Azaz, 21-year-old, ripped it up at Newport last season in League Two. Mm. He's, I think he's six foot... Six foot three, six foot, might be six foot three. We're technically very good. I know it was League Two last season, but I don't know whether that loan could kick him on and he could impress Gerard this week. So I expect him to fly to Australia with the squad as well. It's a shame he's not a little bit younger. I know 21 yeah. isn't old, but like if he was 17 and had a, had a storming season, of course, yeah. season, you'd be going, yeah, definitely get him in around the squad. But yeah, you kind of wonder whether he's his chance to impress is, is gone a little bit in the sense that yeah. he's now playing for a move to, to League One or the Championship, which is yeah. would be you know absolutely fine for, for him and for Villa. But you know, if he was 17, I'd probably be a bit more excited about him. But 21's yeah. not exactly old, is it? Let's face it. It could be an interesting one to watch. Could be a bit of a dark horse. Yeah, and then looking in attack at the weekend, you got Bertrand Chouray. Hopefully he stays injury-free. Uh, Cameron Archer, uh, back home. He's born in Warsaw, so a lot of excitement about Cameron. Al Ghazi, he'll play probably the weekend. Um, Danny Ings, Ali Watkins, yeah, yeah forgot a man again. Uh, Danny Ings, Ali Watkins, and Emmy Buendia. So there's plenty of options there. And and yeah, so there could be two 11s. They could play two 11s on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, one o'clock mm-hmm. kickoff mm-hmm. at the Banks. So. Yeah, you expect so. And we'll see. Um, chance for chance for those to impress, yeah. How much do you read into pre season? As both a supporter and as a, as a journalist, you obviously you want Villa to play well and win and score goals and look attractive, but it's all about building up fitness ready for August 6th, isn't it? I remember pre-season, my first pre-season covering Villa, 2019. Yatta was like messy. <laughs> Yatta was incredible. I'm thinking, what a signing he's A couple of million quid from Brentford. Uh, a blues, sorry. And uh, he ripped it up in pre-season. 
really excited and yeah, and he got an assist against Everton for Wesley, and that was that was about it. That's all she wrote for him. So you can't read too much into it, but I think I think with the young kids coming through, you can have a look at them um, close quarters and how they deal with the, the pressure of playing for the first team alongside McGinn's and that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm down under next week. I'm really excited to get amongst the preseason and to report back to you guys as well as I did in Minnesota. But yeah, it's a good chance to see see them as a group and how the gel. You can see. Formation changes, perhaps, and a little, little, little stuff like that. Who who plays the most in preseason, and little tales from Gerard. So you can't read too much into it, but you can take, take bits from it, of course. And and yeah, I'll be hoping for a strong preseason. Got the lots of decent games this year, Dan. Obviously, Leeds yeah, yeah. and, and Manu, the decent tests. Whereas previously, previously it's been your Warsaw, Shrewsbury, Charlton's, mm. Minnesota. You can't read too much into them ones. But um, good level of opposition this year for me. And um, obviously going to Wren as well, European one end of the month. A lot, a lot of Villa fans heading over there. So that should be decent as well. And they were in the Europa Conference League last season. I think Leicester played mm-hmm. them. So yeah, these decent little schedule they've got. So, um, yeah, it's good actually. Yeah. It's, it's quite quite competitive really. And obviously you've got Warsaw in there, which is a bit of a classic, uh, the European fixture. And then it's nice to be involved in one of these little tours when you... Yeah. Kind of, is, it, is it a tournament? Is it a cup or something? If they, if yeah, they're Billy. The billion as that's the Queens, Queensland Champions Cup for the, for the Brisbane that's and Lynn's game, and then it's the, the Icon Football Festival for the Man U one. Yeah. Oh, well, so. A chance to win some silverware, which is always good to see in pre season, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah decent leads and Man U. See how, see how both of those get on. Obviously, two sides are also in, in a bit of transition themselves. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good, good test for Villa rather than playing, like you said, a couple of non-league sides and, and a League 2 outfit or whatever but yeah. it is all about fitness more so than, than anything really but we all want to see Villa score some goals yeah. um, of the young lads that are likely to be involved obviously you could sit here and talk about Buendia playing well or Watkins bagging 10 goals or whatever but of, of the young lads that are involved who are you most excited to, to get some eyes on? Kane Kessler Hayley then at right back um, had a really good loan spell at MK Don last season before that Swindon as well you remember when uh, Kessler Hayden played against Man City in the FA Cup and Gerard was on the phone the following morning saying get back to Bodymore hey for you I want to have a look at you and uh, he came back in had a good look at him over that over that January and he went out and loaned again he did really well so I think Kane Kessler Hayden my pick for this summer um, seen some of the training pictures yesterday Ben Grisen looks a real size now he, he really does he, he's developed quite nicely as did Ramsey that one summer Ramsey really filled out so yeah the they're bubbling along nicely, the young lads, 18, 19 now, coming into the, a decent age. Um, so, yeah, my pick would be uh, Kessler Hayden for me. Bit of a cop-out answer, but Cameron Archer is the one that's still the most exciting yes. out of those. It's, it's kind of a, not a make-or-break in terms of his Villa career, but in where he'll be this season, this, yep. pre, this, this pre-season, uh, little round of fixtures. If he comes on, plays minutes, scores goals and impresses, you'd like to think that I suppose it all depends on whether but I mean this is where the discussion is going to go for the next 10 minutes so the kind of transfer state of play we'll call it it depends whether Villa sign a striker I guess if they do I can't see Archer wanting to have enough minutes as fourth choice behind this yeah. new striker who's also behind Watkins and Ings as it stands already unless the new striker is a big name else one of those two is so, so up in the air isn't it all this kind of it stuff is. Um, if we don't sign a striker, I think Archer sticks around and gets minutes from us and, and probably plays his part and, and can score goals. If we do sign a striker, you'd expect him, he's got to get a loan, hasn't he, and go and play men's football and score. Uh, he, he did well for Preston, but you want to go and see him score 20 goals somewhere. Yeah, he's got that in the locker. I think uh, he'll go to Australia next week and I think it'll be reviewed after that. Another striker, I think I think Gerard's, Gerard has raved about Watkins and Ings. He loves them both and 
hopefully this season the kick on. Obviously, Watkins has had a specialist finishing coach over the last few weeks. Mm. Really wants to uh, nail down his England place for the, for the year ahead. That's a big carrot for him. Likewise, Ings, I think they'll be pushing each other. Okay, didn't work as best as we all thought it would last season. But there's real hope going into a new season. Full pre-season together. Obviously, Danny Ings is bedded in now. I think, um, I think yeah, the goal scores, aren't they? And I think Archer's one of them as well. I'll keep him around for sure. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have him for the season here. I'll you're asking me now, I wouldn't loan him out. I think he's he's too precious in the sense that he's, he's on a, another striker. Yeah, I mean, he can't have enough options up front for me um, to change games and to come on to score. I, I keep him around. I want to fight hard on three fronts this season. I think you need need all you can. And and yeah, I mean, he's, he's on a hot streak, isn't he? I, I'd play him. And I, I really would. He's got a good chance to make a statement this season. In terms of strikers, no, no, no transfer talk, no gossip. Involving a striker search at the moment, so Villa's interest has called in that department. Um, so we'll see. I think, I think, I think it's under review at the moment. I think Gerard's happy with taking the bulk of his squad to Australia, and I think he'll assess it afterwards. The season starts obviously before the transfer window ends. Is the transfer window end in September this season? Between August sixth and and July uh, September first for Archer to, you know, if he doesn't play a single minute in those first two, three, four Premier League games and, and there'll probably be a, an EFL Cup game in there as well. Yep. If Archer doesn't play anything in there, you'd probably say, yeah, he's going to get a loan here at some point. So it's a key kind of two two months for Archer to, to see where, where he fits into Villa's plans. And if he doesn't, there'll be a whole host of clubs that we're looking for someone like Cameron Archer next season. And there's some obvious yeah. Villa links with Rangers, Dean Smith's Norwich, Michael Beale's QPR. Yeah. Obviously, he was at Preston last year. Steve Bruce's West Brom also apparently... Uh, keeping tabs on him, yeah. So there'll be there'll be uh, no there'll be no short of options for him if, if Villa do decide to loan him. Um, where would be a, pref- a preferable destination for him for you? If you could, you know, let's say the decision was yes, he's going on loan. If you got to pick where, where would you go? I quite like the uh, either the Norwich or the QPR link, Dan. For me, Dean Smith gave me his debut at Crew. I remember that day, Crew, a couple of years ago now, and um, I think that, that's a decent move for him as well. Uh, yeah, Norwich or QPR would be would jump out straight to out make him work with people he knows he's worked with before. So, so yeah, one of them two would, would be nice fits um, and hopefully pushing promotion with them. So, yeah, Archer will be open-minded at the moment. I think he'll, he'll analyse it, getting his head down at the moment at Body More Ethan. There's no rush, no pressure. There's a yeah. couple of months left and let's, let's see what he can do over pre-season. What about Rangers? Is that a serious option, SPL instead of, champ- instead of championship? Possibly. Um different kind of level but scope for European football for him as well mm. yeah it's, it's an option of course it is but I think he wants to stay in England um, yeah be a big, big move for him going to Rangers that'd be huge um, but yeah options are there and like you said there's a long long queue for him as there are with other, other Villa youngsters as well Doug Louise, kind of maker, still their contract things seem to roll on. Sinasalo's now signed one. Feeney, Bogo, like you said, kind of all waiting for Carney to be one of the next ones. Maybe they're waiting for the new kit to, to kind of announce <laughs> one of these, these uh, ones that we're all waiting for. New kit, new new contract at the same time. Um, you'd assume new kit will be before Saturday, by the way. I think somebody yes, asked it in the comments it, earlier. It they'll, will play be, yeah. in that. they'll play in that on Saturday, so the kit will be released between now and Saturday, <laughs> you, you'd assume. What do you think of... of I mean, I've asked you a million times about Louise and Carney. We, we, we both think we should keep them because there's, um, they're obviously both talented. There's there's value in them from a, a financial point of view. If they are if yeah. they're on contracts and then and then are sold at some point. I've seen a few suggestions on Twitter though about about Louise staying for the rest of his contract and then leaving on a free next year to somebody like Romo or AC Milan or whoever. 
are we kind of seeing a bit more of a trend with that? Almost a little bit of player power, really, that a player can run down his contract and then, as Kamara did coming to Villa, get this hefty kind of contract with a sign-on fee and all these kind of things because there's yeah. no transfer fee involved. Pogba going back to Juventus on a free the same. Are we kind of seeing this trend now of of players running down their contracts and moving on frees to benefit themselves as individuals rather than seeing clubs cash in for 60, 70 million on, on their talent instead. I think that's fair, Dan. Yeah, I think the ball's in the players' courts and they're being advised by their rep- representation as well, aren't they? So, yeah, I think Villa are relaxed about Douglas's situation. I have, I've quizzed Gerard on that a number of, number of times and he's been quite cool, standoffish about it. He said, he said previously, we haven't, we haven't discussed Douglas's in isolation. So it's as you were, time was left on his deal. Um, I think Douglas is happy for that as well, judging by his body reaction, yeah. his body language this, this past week, meeting Diego Carlos, he's, he's happy. Villa are quite open-minded with Douglas's situation. I know it's precarious. I know his, his value would decrease as the months tick by, but I think Gerard wants to have a, a real good look at him at close quarters at a number eight position. Obviously, Kamara and the Canberra back, they'll yeah. slot in that, that defensive midfield position and but I think he wants to test him and see, see what he's got. Can he can he kick on again? Um, I think Douglas was a little bit inconsistent last season for Gerrard. But pre-season is a good chance to, to, to take a step back and have a real good look at things. Whereas, whereas Gerrard joined in November, games coming thick and fast. He's got no time to breathe. So yeah. I think I think the situation with Douglas Louise is quite relaxed. I think AC Milan's interest is genuine. I think they're having a look at him. Um, I think his agent's probably talks with Milan. Nothing from Roma's side. Obviously, they were interested previously. So, AC Milan having a look at Douglas, so what I've been told. So, we'll see with that one. Carney, yeah, I think I think he's on cloud nine still, given last week's uh, under-19 win. And yeah, I think I think he, he himself is quite relaxed over the situation. Villa will be desperate to tie him down to a new deal. Not interested in committing just yet. So, I think, I think talks will commence once he's back after his little break. And yeah, I think Gerard be keen to keep him. Seen that he, seen Gerard's Instagram last week praising him um, mm. for for his win. And yeah, big 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 talent, mate. So we'll see. But yeah, I think it's in the players. The ball's in the players' court. They're being advised by their their agents and reps. And um, I think both players are relaxed about their situations. I think Villa will be will be keen to tie Carney down more more so than Douglas at the moment. Yeah, I think as much as I mean, I can't think I was about to say then. Like, yeah, I can't. Uh, Douglas Louise is the older player, but he's still only like 23, 24. Even tying Louise down would be would be a big deal. Yeah. Um, as much as you want players to kind of commit to the, the Villa project, we're Villa fans. We we do the podcast about Villa. We write about Villa. It's our job. We support the club. We, you know, this is number one for us. As much as you want the players to to kind of be on board with that and sign up to the Villa project long term as well, they have got to be selfish and look out for themselves and, and make the best opportunities for them. Stick with Villa for the next year. And if Villa get into Europe, there's no real reason for Douglas Luiz to want to go to to Roma or or whoever. No. Obviously, there's a draw of going to a, a European side or whatever. But you know, if being in the Premier League and, and European football with Villa, they can go. Well, yeah, I, I will sign a new contract in next March or April or whatever. If, if Villa do it, um, and if they don't, they can go. Well, I was right not to sign on to the Villa project because if they didn't make it into Europe, they finished twelfth. I can yeah. now go play in Milan and look after myself. And as much as that's kind of the harsh reality of, of player power and, and them looking out for themselves, that's the way the game is. Yeah, spot on. It's all gone a little bit quiet, and I've seen a lot of kind of, of almost overreaction on social media. I, I guess the people are going, "Oh, where's all the signings? It's been however many days since we did something." Villa are, are being slow; they're going to miss out on stuff. What's happening? Season starts in thirty days. What the hell? 
kind of almost forgetting that we've signed Darren Coutinho on a permanent. Kamara, one of the hottest prospects midfielders in Europe, and, and, and Carlos as well. The fact that we did all our business so early has almost made people be a little bit impatient or greedy to think, oh, well, we've done three. Where's the other five or six that we need? Yeah. Still two months left of the. Uh, is it two months? Yeah, just less than two months of the transfer window. So, as much as Gerald was saying he wants to get everything done by pre-season day one, it's it's not always as simple as that. If if deals, it's a domino effect, isn't it? If your player has can't yet move because that club hasn't done their business and they haven't done their business because the club they're buying from hasn't done their business, yeah. it's not as easy just to go well pre-season day one. Let's just let's just hope everything's done by then. So I wouldn't rule out Villa that you know people are going, oh, Villa are done because they, they haven't done things by, by Monday the 5th of July. You still expect there'll be a couple, don't you, in, in a couple of positions if the right deals become available. And just because Villa haven't done anything for three weeks or whatever it is now doesn't yeah. mean that they're, they're totally finished. And if the right deal comes up, then we'll see movement. If we didn't, would you still be happy with the squad that we've got? I'd be content, probably, you know. I mean, in the last two summers, Dan, Villa have signed five players in the summer window. Five and a five, so we're one off that at the moment, and the windows have only been open a couple of couple of couple of weeks. So yeah, I mean, over the last couple of seasons, there hasn't been there hasn't been this level of uproar as that on, on social media. Where's all the players? Where are the players? I know we had that that first summer, which was crazy. Twelve signed, didn't they? In, in yeah. twenty nineteen, and then it slowly slowly built quite 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 well in in the previous summers. So I had this conversation on my Q and A yesterday. Um, one of the readers puts, he'd be quite happy going into the season now, knowing Villa have strengthened the spine of the team. I think Diego Carlos and Kamara will be big players next season, Champions League players previously as well. So they've improved that aspect of it. But yeah, I think I think one or two more will. I expect one or two more to come in because obviously Villa need to need to shift out shift out a couple more players, your old guys and whatnot, and obviously young players were heading out on loan. So the squad will need to be replenished that way. So yeah, there's further business to be done. But we're in no rush to do so. It's still early days. The group, as it is now, we'll go to the Australian Tour next week. And then after that, I think Gerard will have a better idea of where he really needs to strengthen, what, who's impressed him, who hasn't, who hasn't stepped up when, when, when he was looking them to do so. So, so yeah, he's got three, four games um, until now, until they're back from the Tour. So, lots, lots, lots to look at. And I know people are saying he's had all year to look at them, but he's only, only came in in November. And I can't stress how much he, you sucked into you sucked into that playing weekly. Okay, injuries. Um, you don't really get a good look at them uh, at close quarters in that sense. So, yeah, I think Villa, I think Villa's transfer status is currently under review. I think they'll look at that in, in the next few weeks. So, yeah, it's just crazy to think over the last two two summer windows, they've signed five players each, and um, and we've signed four in in the first couple of weeks here. So, so yeah, I mean the thirst for transfers. It's just, just massive every, every summer, isn't it? So, but we'll see. But I fully expect one or two to come in. We're a better side already now than we were at the back end of last season with, with yes. the reinforcements that we've already done. So, and that's the point of view. Yes, I'm happy to go into the season because on paper we're better than we were. That's you know relies on Kamara and Carlos hitting the ground running and starting games from from game week one and being very good to to stay in the side. I don't know what we need. To be honest, kind of the, the clamour for for more signings. It depends, doesn't it? If you if Louise goes this this year, you do need yeah. another midfielder. If he stays, you've got McGinn, Ramsey, Louise, Nakamba, and Kamara as probably your choices. You still got Sanson if he's still around, he's an option, but probably not. Iraboom yeah. still there. Forward, you got Ings, Watkins, and Archer. 
there's a three. Keenan Davis is still here technically. He's not officially gone anywhere yet. So that's that's yeah. four that are on the book. So it does seem silly to say, oh, let's just judge them on four games in pre-season. But you are right that it's it's difficult to to judge things when it's game week, you know, recuperation game week, and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, it's almost last chance alone that if if Morgan Sanson, for example, gets three out of the four games and gets minutes, and Joe thinks I'm oh, not really impressed here. We can move him on, and I do need another midfielder now. That's how it will work. Mm. It would have been nice to have all that sorted by the first game of the first day of preseason. But like I said, it's not as quite as simple as that. Who is Villa's most important player next season? And we will do our kind of preseason chat, like we always do, and we'll meet up and do those. And this will probably be a question that comes um, you know, July thirtieth rather than July sixth, when we've seen a few games and, and completed transfer business. If you had to pick one player now to be you know, if that if if Villa was to have a good season next season, this player has to do well to to be a part of that. Who would you identify as being that one most important player? John McGinn. McGinn should be targeting ten goals next season. He really should. Mm. Over the last three seasons, he only got three Premier League goals every every season. So he's averaging three a season. I think he, I think he he'll want more, given his his form for Scotland playing a bit higher. Kamara coming in now. Shackles are off him a little bit more. He can get forward and hopefully provide a real threat. So, big season for John McGinn for me. I really wanted to kick on and prove he was once that touted £60 million player. That was once with Man United when he burst on the scene in 2019 and when Villa back in the Premier League. So, yeah, I'm a big season for McGinn for me. I want him to hit double figures in goals or get close to it, like Ramsey did last season. So, yeah, I'd say McGinn about yourself. What do you say, yourself? Strikers? Yeah, it's a good shout. I was just checking McGinn's stats in the Championship just to see see what he did there. He got six goals, 10 assists in the Championship. So, so to get 10 goals in the Premier League might be a bit of a stretch, but not not impossible. Um, yeah, my shout is, has been has been in the comments already from two people, Ian and Craig with Coutinho. Ooh, okay, yeah. But, but for me, slash Brendia, because I don't know whether it's going to be one or the other playing or, or both of them playing together. Um, I think if if one of those oh, again, I don't know what assist numbers are. I, I don't know whether it was you and me to draw these. But we were talking about cash and his need to um, yeah. increase his output, and I almost wanted to say something like, "Oh yeah, if he scores ten goals next season," and I was like, "I better check Trent's stats because he's kind of like the, the right <laughs> back. If he didn't yeah. even get ten, I can't say cash should." So I don't know who made the top assist last year, but you want Coutinho to be in double figures for assists, don't you? And, and reach out for goals or, or Brendan yeah. if, if if it is one or the other. Yeah. Um, they've got to be creating a lot of stuff for Ings or Watkins or Archer, whoever it is up front or somebody else. Uh, and if they are, and it's, things are ticking behind them nicely with with Mings and Carlos or or Chambers or Conte, and it's nice and solid at the back, Kamara's in there to add a little bit of steel. You've got McGinn and, and Ramsey to be your legs in the engine room. You need that creative little hub to sit right in front of, uh, sit behind those strikes as well. So Brendio Coutinho, for me, if they have a, a storming season, and put things on a plate for X striker up front. Yeah, Villa in going into Europe, mate. That's <laughs> the thought. People are saying Danny Ings a little bit. Obviously, big money signing last summer. Mm. Didn't really play as much as you would have liked, and obviously his return was pretty decent in terms of goal contributions, goals and assists for, for, for the, the minutes he played. So I, I think he'll he'll be targeting double figures next season. Watkins as well. I think fourteen in his first season, eleven last season. Big, big six, big few months room with the Qatar as well. So, yeah, I mean, Katina's a good show. A lot of hype when he's first arrived. 
But his numbers were quite good, I thought, for, for the games he played. Yeah, I, know yeah. he, he, I know he was quiet some weeks, but... Um, a little bit more bit, consistency like, and doing that over yeah. the course of the season is what you want from him. But I, yeah. yeah, I wasn't saying that he was bad last season. I just want to see more of that. Yeah. Brendan Day is a good shot as well. I think he, he kicked on start of the year. Katina come in, lost his way, but yeah, I'm expecting him to really explode onto the scene. I really am. Um, I think he's had his bedding in season now, and um, I'm expecting big things of Buendia. Going back to what we were saying before about like, would we be happy if Villa kind of completed their business now and said, right, this is if the transfer window shut and said, this is the squad they've got, deal with it. We weren't really that far away. Uh, I know we were 14th, but in terms of like, there was a few, uh, everyone will say this, but there's a few kind of flashpoints throughout the season where you think, well, if that result just changed or this kind of result flipped around, we'd be so much higher. I think West Ham beat us twice and Wolves yeah. beat us twice. What for uh, if, you just, if you just switch those two and take six points off West Ham and put six points onto us, well, I don't know what the detail finished like in the end. I was about to just go, oh, we'd have finished eighth, but I don't know whether that would be true. But surely we'd be a lot closer than we were. So, um, it feels like we're not we're not a million miles away. So if we can just tidy up those little bits where we were sloppy last year, be more resolute at the back, and also chucking a few more goals. Like as much as we're saying Watkins and Ings need to score thirty. They don't need to score so many if we start keeping some more clean sheets again. Last season, mistakes kept cropping up as well, didn't they? They leading real goal leading errors kind of thing. Mings a couple of times, and Gerard was lamenting that um, in his press conference afterwards, just gifting the opposition cheap goals, and that, that needs to stop. And like you say, more clean sheets, you're going to going to fly up the table, aren't you? So, yeah, they won a million miles away. I think they finished ninth, was it, in, in Gerard's cluster of games. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping for a good start this this season. Fixtures are quite kind, I think, on paper. Um, but yeah, strong start to the season always helps. It'd be a bit, bit of a weird dynamic this this year, Dan, wouldn't it, with, with breaking up for the World Cup? So hopefully, we're in a good position prior to that little break, and then kick on into the new year. They'll be back again in January should they need that as well. So I'm excited by it. I really am. Um, Gerard's first full season, but when he first came in last November. He, he stressed the importance of a full pre-season and finishing last season on a high. I know it was, wasn't wasn't too much on a, of a high finishing the way that he did last season, but but yeah, um, I'm full of optimism as I always am in pre-season, and hopefully uh, we get onto a good one. Yeah, we'll call it a day there. I think we've covered pretty much every topic that I wanted to. Just checking my notes. Yeah, we've got did everything off nicely done. Uh, there was a lot of housekeeping stuff with a lot of new new contracts and players leaving and stuff. I can't remember the last time we we did a podcast about like a current day. Obviously, we've done a lot of like we did the Unsworth thing and the Villa A to Z and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember the last time we did a podcast like about current day Villa. So it's nice to um, to chat about the modern day goings on. And um, thanks for everyone for tuning in. As always, a few people asking about a new kit. We play on Saturday, so before then, I should Next couple of days, yeah. Be, it's going to be Thursday or Friday. <laughs> or, or today. <laughs> um, so, yeah, keep an eye on, on uh, Birmingham Live for your latest Aston Villa updates on Ash and our uh, Clarence Blue team. Thank you very much for watching this podcast, as always. And we'll see you again probably early next week, I suppose, after Warsaw and before you go to Australia. I think that probably makes makes most sense. I don't think we'll be doing post-match shows and stuff for the for the match, match days themselves. I mean, I'm still off on weekends at the moment, so I'm pretty sure that's the case anyway. So yeah, yeah if we're not back uh, Saturday, we'll be uh, doing a chat Monday, so tune in then. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.